0: Let the repentance revolution begin. Glory to God. So we're going to continue with this subject that we started. Let's go on and uh, uh, back to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. We're looking at God's word and 2 Corinthians thirteen five. And if you remember in the last podcast, and if you haven't heard it, you go back and listen to it. I actually went back and looked at this verse in context. Let me read it, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? Now, I made the statement uh last time. I actually made it twice, and, and, and it's hard to hear because we've been accustomed to hearing one thing usually, and most of the time it's been wrong. Uh, some of the things we were taught, I was taught, were wrong. I had to go back and correct myself. I mean, when you start looking at some things in the context of scripture, not pull it out of context, you begin to find out that the message sometimes was completely different than what you thought at first. Well, here Paul says that you're gonna examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. And we saw by looking back in the, we started with 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20 and 21. We found out that Paul said that when he came, uh, when he was you know, getting ready to come to Corinth again, he didn't want to find them in contentions. Now, this is Second Corinthians 12, 20 and 21. He didn't want to find them in contentions or jealousies or outbursts of wrath or, or selfish ambitions or backbitings or whisperings or conceits or tumults. And then he said, lest when I come again... My God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. Now that's 2 Corinthians twelve twenty and 21, and that goes right into chapter 13. And as I told you last time, unfortunately the, the, this was separated in chapter and verse, but really Paul continues his subject, and he says this will be the third time. Now this is chapter 13, verse 1. This is going to be the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. And I've told you before, I have told you before, and foretell, as I were present the second time, and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before. And we saw what sins he was talking about. What were they? Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults uncleanness fornication and lewdness which includes a whole lot those three uncleanness fornication and lewdness includes a lot if i had time i'd show you from the lists usually they're called the vice lists that paul gave like 1st corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 and 10 you're going to find fornication among them and uncleanness and and these things because these are all violations of god's commandments and violations against God's moral commandments, I should say. And Paul was saying that these things were sin. He said, I'm writing to those that have sinned before. This is verse 2 of chapter 13. And he says in verse 21 of chapter 12, he said, When I come again, my God will humble, humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many that have sinned before and have not repented. And he's talking to Christians. He's saying, you need to repent if you've sinned. And he gives these lists of things that he's calling sin. So, yeah, Christians can sin after they come to Jesus. And yes, they need to repent. I mean, I don't know how much clearer it could be, but you have people that fuss about this and say, oh no, we can't. We repented one time when we came to Jesus and we never need to repent again. Lies, lies, lies. And if you believe that, you've been lied to. You've been deceived. You need to read the Bible. And I'm showing you in Scripture, and there's a lot of Scriptures that we'll go to eventually because repentance is true humility before God. Pride never acknowledges it's wrong or guilt or sin. And the prideful never get the grace. The Bible says that it's the humble that get the greater grace. And uh, people don't understand this, but when you repent and you humble yourself before God and you acknowledge your sin, you get mercy. Now, I wasn't planning to read this verse, but the Holy Spirit just brought it up into my heart. So let me read it. Proverbs chapter 28. And verse 13, this is one of the many scriptures that I could point to, but let me just give you this one because this is a powerful scripture that the Lord has brought into my life. Listen what it says, verse, verse 13, Proverbs 28, 13. He who covers his sins will not prosper. Now that's what pride does. Pride refuses to acknowledge, refuses to uh, uh, accept accountability or responsibility. Pride covers its sin. And you can't prosper that way. And then it says, and I'm talking when I say prosper, I'm talking about you can't walk with God, you can't walk in the things of God, you can't be blessed by Him, you can't have His grace, you can't have His His anointing if you're covering up your sin. You can't cover them, you have to confess them. That's why He goes on to say, but wh- whoever confesses and forsakes them. 'll have mercy praise god that 's when you get the mercy is when you acknowledge them, when you confess them and then forsake them, you get the grace, you get the mercy, you get his compassion, glory to god that 's why first John chapter one is so powerful and should be something you have on your thinking all the time. Because if you mess up and you sin according to one of these things, man, don't allow the devil to beat you over the head and bust you up. You run to Jesus. You run to his blood. You know, I've said this before many times, and I'm going to keep saying it. All that we have, the only thing that we have is Jesus and his blood. I mean, without Jesus and the shedding of His blood, we would have nothing. Zero zilch. Nada. (laughs) You got it? We'd have nothing without. Jesus and the shedding of His blood that He shed for our sin. That's why when you sin, don't run from Him. Run as fast as you can. And these verses right here should really, really uh, make you wake up. Glory to God. Listen what it says here in 1 John chapter 1. And again, I'm being led by the Spirit. I wasn't, I wasn't going to go down this route, but this is, this is what the Lord wants. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now this is important because his blood does not just cleanse you one time and it's over and done for. Now, this is where people get into a lot of mistakes and error in their thinking. When you came to Jesus for the first time, yes, you put your trust and your faith in his blood. And your sins were washed away. All your past sins were washed away. And now, if you sin, you still have an advocate with the Father. Now, he goes on to say down here in verse chapter 2, verse 1, My little children, these things I write to you so so that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, Jesus never loses his righteousness. He's always right. He's always righteous. So we run back to him as our sacrifice, and we take on uh, his cleansing and his forgiveness provided in the blood. Now, let's go back into chapter 1 and verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now watch verse 9. If we confess our sins. Now that's just like Proverbs 28:13. And remember what else he said? And forsake it. That's why down here he says, if you sin, <laughs> not When you sin, now now, of course you know we're all going to miss it at some point or another. We try not to, but sometimes we do. That's why we got to run back to the blood. Don't ever say, "Oh, you know, I'm never going to sin again." (laughs) No, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And he goes on to say in verse ten of First First John chapter one, verse ten: If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now we've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. but So what do you do? You let the devil beat you over the head with condemnation and guilt. Well, as long as you stay in the sin, you have no right to anything else. Yeah, he can beat you up. But if you'll run back to Jesus and run back to the blood and humble yourself and acknowledge your sin, that's what it means to confess your sin. You acknowledge it and then forsake it Well, he said he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, thank God for the blood. That's all I got to say about that. Thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Thank God for his holy blood that was shed for us. This is why I say to you, in Jesus' name, if you are in sin, if you are practicing sin, I don't care what it is, it's time to repent. Church, judgment begins with the house of the Lord. We have to judge ourselves. We have to examine ourselves as to whether we are in the faith. We have to test ourselves so that we know that Jesus is in us and we not be disqualified from having his presence in our lives. Now, this is exactly what 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and uh, verse 5 is saying. This is what Paul taught in these two chapters, chapter 12 and 13. And I suggest that you go back and and read the whole context. And really, I, I didn't read the... Well, you know what? Let me go back in here and look at verse 5. This is important. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? unless indeed you are disqualified. Now watch what he says in verse 6. But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. He's saying, I'm not disqualified. I haven't been practicing all this stuff that he talked about in chapter 12. I haven't been practicing contentions and jealousies and outbursts of wrath and selfish ambitions and backbitings and whisperings and conceits and tumults. I haven't been practicing uncleanness or fornication or lewdness. And he said, I haven't been disqualified. Now I pray, now watch verse 7, that you do no evil. So he calls all these things evil that need to be repented of. Amen. Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong, and this also we pray, that you might be made complete. So he wants them to come to completion, not to be functioning in sin or evil or darkness, but to repent, as he said in, in 2 Corinthians twelve twenty, repent, come out of that stuff, so that you can have God's presence and you're complete in Christ recognize that you are in the faith now. Amen. And then verse 10 says, Therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. Now we're going to come back in the next podcast and we're going to see some more about this. Glory to God. Be blessed and I'll see you then.